so I need some help tonight. I need some help. Who is, let's say, let's say you're new this year, somebody new this year, and, and you got to know something about basketball, professional basketball. So let me see, let me see, who's, who's, who's this right here out front? I can't see you. Yeah, come up, whoever you are. I can't see you. There's lights. I see your hand. Okay. Oh, it's you. Hey, bud. Okay, so I got a question. I need your expertise tonight, all right? So let's just say I had this new basketball, all right? And we took this thing, and you put it in my hands, and we went out to that court out back, and you set me up on the three-point line. Do you think I'm going to make it first shot? Nothing but net? Swish? What? Why not? Have you seen my skills? Bro, I got some mad skills. Have you seen me play? No. (laughs) Then still no? All right, all right, let's change it up. What about Steph Curry? Put it in his hands, bring him out there, three-point line, first shot, nothing but net. What do you think? You're hating on Steph Curry, too? What's it take, bro? Who's who's going to do a better job? He's good, but I don't know if he'll make it. I mean, it's Steph Curry, bro. No, no, no warm up. Who's going to do better, me or him? You want this ball? Here, you're going to have it. Thanks. So, listen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know how I'll get you. Who's. Hey, you're not new. I just realized that. Come on up. Yeah, you. Come on up. Come on up. You know football? Do you know the greatest team to ever play football? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, forget it. I quit. <laughs> listen. All right, listen, listen. Do you know who Tom Brady is? Yes. And you're telling me he's not the greatest player to ever step on the field? Are you saying? Listen. Whoa. Dude, the guy's retired. Give him a break. He's not even destroying your teams right now. <laughs> listen, listen. You shouldn't even have anything to cry about for Tom Brady because he's not out currently beating your teams right now because he's retired. So, Listen, so here's my question, though. If, if you took me and Tom Brady and we had a little competition with this ball, who do you think is going to be able to throw the ball better? Right? You put this ball in my hand, it's like 20 bucks, something like that. You put it in Tom's Brady, Tom Brady's hands, 60 million easy, right? Because the dude can play because he's the GOAT, right? This ball... Tom Brady takes this ball, he throws it, winning touchdown in a, one of his many, many, many Super Bowl wins, right? Then he signs it, signs it, and then he gives it to you. Think that ball's worth something? What if I sign it tonight, right now, and give it to you? How much is it worth? You're killing me. Okay, that's your ball. Listen, here's my point, here's my point. The ball didn't change. It's just like a ball from Walmart. It costs like 20 bucks. Same ball. My hand's not worth really anything. It's worth 20 bucks because I can give it away. You put it in one of these players, like that basketball in Steph Curry's hands, it makes like, what, 30, 40 million? Right? Put, put a football in Tom Brady's hands, it's worth like 50, 60 million dollars, and the ball didn't change. What mattered was whose hands it was in. Right? And I want to start a series with you guys for the next three weeks. And we're going to talk about what power is. Like, how many of you guys would say, like, I want to live with power in my life. I want the power of God in me because I'm a a believer and I follow Jesus. And I don't want to just 
say I follow Jesus? Like, I actually want the power of God in my life. Would you say that tonight, anybody? Like, you would want that? So listen, if you want the power of God in your life, do you know how to get it? Or is it just something you're like, man, that'd be cool? Do you know that you can know how to have God's power in your life? And I'm not talking about becoming some superhero. I'm talking about something far bigger and far more eternal. You might stop and go, well, I don't know if I could be that powerful, really. Have you seen me? Yeah. I don't throw football. I'm not that coordinated. I'm not that smart. I'm not that whatever your list is, right? Like, but the thing is, God's not looking at those things in you. God's not determining based on how good of a speaker you are or how intelligent you are or how well you share the gospel. He's not looking at those things to be like, man, you're a powerful believer in Jesus and you, man, there's, there's something special about you. It's not the ball. It's not us that matters. What matters is whose hands you're in. So whoever of us it might be, if we are willing to put our lives in the hands of God, you can be full of power. Not something that you try to make on your own. Like, I'm going to be like awesome today. I'm going to go out and be super Christian. I'm going to behave. I'm going to follow the rules and be all excited about Jesus. Like, I'm going to worship all day long. I'm going to pray and I'm going to go read my Bible. You can try all these things, right? And you can try on your own. But it's the same ball. It's when you go, God, I'm trusting you. Take my life, take it in your hands. All of a sudden, you're filled with the power of God instead of your power because it's God that's holding you. And so tonight, I want you to look, we're just doing one verse tonight, literally one verse. It's Isaiah 41.10. It says this. Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I'm your God will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. First two words, fear not. When we're talking about power, that tends to be a thing like I'm not strong enough, I'm not powerful enough, I'm just simply not enough to do the things that I see other people doing for Jesus. You guys hear Stephen Gerges last week comes up here and tells you these unbelievable stories of his life, right? The dude goes on a date with Taylor Swift, like to McDonald's, like who does that? Right? You must have, you have to be really smart or creative or like funny or influential. Like who can accomplish something like that? The dude's like some cardiatric, pediatric, whatever, like some heart doctor, right? Like he's super smart. You have to be crazy intelligent. Like, and you think, man, I don't have all those things. And he's going to go serve God in Africa. How will I ever offer something to God like that? Listen, I want you to get that so far out of your mind. Because that's just not true. It doesn't matter who you are in the room tonight or what you think of yourself. What matters is whose hands you're in. Matters if you're trusting God to do something amazing with your life or not. If you're trusting God to take you and do some really big things. And so you might look at that like Stephen Gerges from last week and you might already be thinking like, man, I'm nervous about that. How would I step up for God? And God looks back at you and he says, fear not. I want you to be afraid. Don't look at your future and be afraid. Seniors, you're already thinking about colleges and majors and like your career and all these things. Fear not. God doesn't want you to fear that. Look at your future and go, how am I going to accomplish this? Here's how. You take your life and you put it in God's hands because it's about whose hands you're in. 
And if you're trusting God and you're submitting your life to God, he's going to do things that will blow your mind that you never even thought of in the beginning. But are you putting your life in God's hands? Are you trusting him with that? So he says, fear not, because he doesn't give you the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Timothy, Paul tells that to Timothy. And then he says this, for I am with you. Here's why you don't need a fear. The God of all creation is with you if you place your life in his hand. If you're trusting him tonight, he's literally with you, meaning he's on your side. Any battle you walk up against, do you know who your teammate is? The team captain is Jesus right next to you. How are you going to lose? Some of us, are te- we're teamed up with Jesus. Like we've given our hearts to Jesus. We've prayed. We've accepted him, right? We've been baptized. We're trying to walk with him. And yet we're still walking going, man, I don't know how I'm going to beat this next battle. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this next challenge. And you have this like kind of, forgive me for saying this, but sometimes we get this like loser mentality. Like I'm going to lose every time. I'm just going to lose everything I face. I'll lose. But when you say that about yourself, when you're teamed up with Jesus, when he's like, I'm with you, you're calling him a loser too. He's on the team. I don't know about you, but I think the all-powerful God of the universe can do anything. And so if he's on my team, my team's winning. Forget my loser attitude. Forget me looking out and going, oh, we'll never be able to do this. Why don't instead I turn my eyes to Jesus and be like, dude, he's on my team. We can't lose. We can't lose. And that's what he's telling us tonight. Don't fear. I'm with you. You don't need to be afraid of what's coming. I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I'm going I'm to be there for you. So tonight, I want you to, the first thing that we're looking at in this series on how to get power is that there is power when we submit our lives into God's hand. When you submit your life into God's hands, that's where power comes from. And so remember this first is that he's with you. He's with you. That's where the power comes from. Second, he says this. He says, fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. That word dismayed is crazy because it sounds like a big word. Some of you might be like, I don't even know what that means, right? It's a big word. Some of you guys know it. It means like to be really scared but it actually means to be so scared that you pass out, that you faint. And so like, have you ever seen those fainting goats? Those things are so awesome. They're just like running along and they get a little like scared or hear a noise and they're just like, just like stiff and they fall. They're the coolest things ever. But sometimes a lot of Christians are like that. We see that first challenge coming and we just faint. We're paralyzed in fear. We're like, I can't do this. Our mouth closes and we just can't get the words out. And we're standing there like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You got Jesus sitting right here. And he's like, hey, bro, like, I'm on your team. I'm with you. You don't need a fear. You don't need to be dismayed, so fearful that you're about to pass out like it's that strong in you. Listen, here's why. I'm your God. I am your God. You're not serving some idol made of stone or gold or something that can't talk back. You're not even your own God because you know how weak and fragile you are. I am your God, the all-powerful creator of the entire universe. I'm standing here telling you I'm with you and I'm your God, meaning, hey, not just like, hey, you got to worship me. But if 
If I'm your God, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a covenant with you. Promise. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to watch over you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to forgive you. That's what being our God means. All these amazing things. That when God steps into your life, he does for you because you've said, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you go. And he looks back and says, I am your God. You just stepped into a relationship and a promise where I will never fail you, ever. Why would you be scared? Why would you fear? Why would you feel weak? As a matter of fact, when you lay your life in his hands like that, you get power. The power of God himself, because he says who's with you and he's your God. That's where the power comes from. It's not you. It's not this thing you can just call on whenever you want it. It's that you can actually just lay down in, in God's arm. And the power is him. The power comes from God who says, I will be there for you. So he is your God. The next thing he says, I will strengthen you. So literally he's saying, I'm going to take power, my power, and put it in you. I'm going to strengthen you so that when you're looking at this and you're like, God, I know you want me to go talk to that kid in lunch and tell him about Jesus, but like there's no way I'm walking over to that table. I'm going to get two steps, turn around, and go sit back down. I'm just too scared. What if in that moment you take those steps and you're headed over to have that conversation? What if instead you said, God, you're with me? You are my God, and you strengthen So Jesus is on my team, I'm going. I wonder if that would fill you with power in that moment that you just depend on God and say, Lord, I can't do this, so be with me as I go talk to this kid. You see that hurting person in your class that nobody wants to talk to, it's too awkward, and you're like, man, I know I should talk to him. You feel the Holy Spirit saying, go give him a hug, talk to them, pray with them, do something, and you're like, ah, man, that's too scary and awkward. What if instead in that moment, you said, you're my God and you're with me, and you'll strengthen me. See, what happens there is that as you place yourself in God's hand, there's power, and he carries you over there, and he speaks through you because you're just willing to say, God, I can't. You have to do this through me. Too many Christians thinking they can do it themselves. Too many Christians trying to train for it. Too many Christians trying to prepare for it in ways where they think they're going to make things happen Instead of Christians just saying, look, I need to surrender my life to Jesus and let the Holy Spirit do this through me. Not strong enough. But God, your power, it is. And so he says, I will strengthen you. Don't get it in reverse. The next thing he says is, I will help you. Man, he's not going to leave you alone. He's not just like kicking you over there being like, go do it. I'm going to be back here. I'll watch from a distance. Good luck with that. He says, I will help you. He's going with you. Remember, he's on the team. So he's going with you to that table. He's going with you to that person that needs love. He's going wherever he's sending you. He's going with you and he's helping you along the way. Do you really believe that? Or do you think we're talking about some kid's story tonight? I'll tell you what, I didn't dedicate my life to some kid's story. I'm up here tonight because I firmly believe 100% that God is real. That when Jesus Christ says he will be with me, he really will be with me. When I step on the stage, I pray and I believe that he's going to be on the stage with me tonight to preach to you things you need to hear. Because I don't have the words for you. I don't have the wisdom for you, but he does. 
I firmly believe that if I trust him tonight, that he's going to speak to your heart. That the Holy Spirit's going to do what I can't do. That there will be some people tonight that a light bulb will click on. You'll be like, I get that now. Man, I want to follow Jesus. God really is good. I can trust him. But I can't do that for you. I know that. I'm weak. But I know if I lay my hands in the life of Jesus, he's going to do way better things. And I hope he does it in your hearts tonight. That's what I've been praying. So he says, I will help you. It's like riding a bike. Any of your parents ever teach you how to ride a bike by like standing behind you and holding the seat a little bit and making sure you don't tip over and you start going, you start to fall and they get you. And then after a while, you forget they're back there, right? And then after a while, they're not back there and you think they are and you're just scooting along. Like it's that deal where God is along your life. And he's got a hand on either side of you. And he's like, I know this is big. I know this is scary. I know that this might feel too big for you. But I'm right here. And when you start to lean over and fall, I'm going to grab you and pick you back up. And then I'm going to get you on this side until you are cruising down the road because I promise I will help you. Would you just, in the quiet of your heart right now, just silently in your, in your mind, in your heart, Ask yourself if you really believe that. Do you really believe that when God says he'll help you, that he really will help you? Don't answer it out loud, but just ask yourself that for a second. Will God help you? If you were to shout out to him tonight, God, I need you. Do you believe he'd be there? If you were to crumble tonight and say, look, I got nothing left. Do you believe God would really show up and help you? I'm here to tell you tonight, he will. I'm a living example of, I can't tell you how many times I fall. God keeps picking me up. So many times I try to do things in my strength, and he's like, you can't do it, Rob. But then he picks me up. God promises he will help you. Will you trust him? Put your life in his hands. Remember, it's about whose hands it's in. In your hands, it's not worth much. Your life is not worth much in your own hands. But the things that God will do through you, if you trust him with your life, can't even begin to talk about tonight. And he says this next. He says, I will uphold you. doesn't just say that he's going to stand you up. He doesn't just say he's going to follow you around and help you. He will literally pick you up and keep you standing when you feel like you've got no strength or energy left. When you've got no more emotion left. When that relationship in your life is so strained and so broken that just another conversation, you feel like you can't even have one more conversation with that person because you've just had it too many times and you feel too broken over it. He will keep you standing. When you hear mom and dad fighting over and over and over again, and you're like, man, I just can't take this. Jesus says, I promise to keep you standing. When you're scared to death to walk in that school the next morning because of how people will treat you or how you feel like people think about you, or maybe you're being bullied in some way, and you walk in and you're like, I just can't do it another day. And Jesus is like, I will keep you standing. Stop trying to do it on your own. He never asked you to do it on your own. Your creator 
asked you to trust him. When he formed you, when he drew out your blueprints, when he puts you together, when he breathed life into you, you know his thought was? It was never, hey, go do this on your own. It was, hey, you can trust me. I want to help you. And he promises to keep you standing. Will you trust him? Will you just take your life and say, Jesus, here it is. I can't do it anymore. And here's why you can trust him. I've been saying trust him a lot tonight. I know. I haven't given you a reason yet. Let me give you the reason. The reason is because he says, with my righteous right hand. And you're like, what? What kind of reason is that? Let me break it down for you. When the Bible talks about a right hand, it's talking about action. God promises he will act in your life. He will come and get involved. His right hand will be a part of your life. In other words, God's like, I'm not going to sit back and do nothing. I promise that I'm a God of movement and a God of strength that you don't have, and I will act in your life. You're sitting there, and you need someone to intercede. Guess what? I'm right here. I promise it. But it's not just someone who intercedes, right? He uses the word righteous. You know what that means? That he will always do the right thing. You don't have this nosy busybody just messing with your life, ruining your plans, making your life boring. Like, that's not God. You might have that view of him that way because of whatever past experience you have. Let me tell you tonight, you got the wrong view. That's not who God is. God promises I'll interact in your life, but I'll do it righteously so that every single time I do, it will be the right thing. It'll be for your good and for his glory every single time. It'll be better than anything you can do. Remember, depends on whose hands it's in. You might try your best, but God promised that every single time he's scoring a touchdown in your life, it's going to be exactly where he wants you to be because he's righteous. And so when it says, you could trust me because of my righteous right hand, What you're trusting is that this God that you're talking to is powerful enough to do it, but also knows the exact right thing every single time. Question it. Will you put your life in its hand? Will you trust him so that you can fear not? So that he'll be your God and be with you and uphold you, help you. You might still be asking the question, like, am I strong enough? talented enough to serve God. Listen, that question, if you believe in Jesus, it's now irrelevant. It doesn't even matter or pertain to you. It's not even a question you should be asking. Because when you submit your life to God, you're filled with his power. And remember, it depends on whose hands you're in. The all-powerful God of the universe will do it right every single time. How many of you guys, does anyone not know how to play the guitar? Zero clue how to play the guitar. Let me see, let me see. Right here with the glasses, right there. Yeah, 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 come up here, come up here. Yeah, yeah, come up here. You don't know how to play guitar? You're exactly who I want up here. I need help, sound people. Logan, which one am I doing? Come here, here. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to play us something from your vast knowledge, your, your greatest riff you could ever play on the guitar. 
and wow this audience with whatever you got, okay? No, it's okay because we already know you said you can't play guitar. There's no pressure, but just do the best you can do. We just want to see that. Logan's hooking you up with his very own special, beautiful guitar right here. Here you go. Here you go. There you go here. Put it over your head like that. There you go. All right. And then here's a pick for you. And you're going to show us. You're going to show us. Yeah. Hold it like that. There you go. Put your hands over here. And then you strum on this side. Look at them, though. Look at them. Woo! Give her a hand. Yeah. Beautiful. Whatever you want. Play. What do you want her to play? Sweet Sweet child of mine. Ready? The best you can do it. Go ahead. Sweet child of mine. I don't know, the sweet child of mine, something like that, right? There it goes. Just try it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, just do it. Just strum some stuff. Huh? Yep, yep. Just push down on there and strum a little bit. There you go. Good. Strum away. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. All right. <laughs> All right, so listen, listen. She's never played before. That was pretty good for her first time, though, right? Okay, let's hear from someone who plays the guitar and see if there's any difference. Go ahead, play something, Logan. <laughs> Sweet child of mine. He's doing it. <laughs> Is that pretty good? What do you think about it? Yeah. Thank you. All right. You want you want to keep a guitar? No, I can't. I can't give you the guitar. It's not even mine. It's his. All right. I wish I could give you a guitar. Hey, give them a hand. Yes. Listen. There's a difference. There's a difference. I don't know how many different ways I could try to pound this into your head tonight. I've tried like six different ways. Here was the last try. You don't know what you're doing when it comes to these big spiritual things. And you're facing off with giants. You're facing off with spiritual warfare. You're facing off with an enemy you can't even imagine. And it's like us and I, like I have no idea what I'm doing. Trying to strum away, but I don't know. And so you take your life and you put it in the hands of someone who knows. Jesus says tonight, listen, Jesus says tonight, put your life in my hand. And something beautiful is coming out of it. Something awesome is coming out of it. Stop trying to control your own life. I know, it's America. It's hard to even say that, right? But stop. If you want to follow Jesus, he says the way to follow me and get real power is by submitting to me. Trusting your life in his hands. Look, if you, I have some nails up here tonight. Right? I'm kind of a carpenter. You guys know, like, I like woodwork and stuff. I mean, you guys know that? Like, I like to work with wood and build furniture. So I brought some nails tonight. It's something I'm pretty good at, right? You give me these three nails, I can probably, like, I could probably nail them into a board <laughs> randomly. I can maybe make a really janky, like, birdhouse, possibly with these three things. Whatever I make, there's three of them. It's going to be real ugly, right? Put them in my hands. You're not going to get much out of it. But listen, you, you take these two nails. And you put them in the hands of Jesus, and now you have eternal life. 
Now you have a Savior who says, I'm willing to die for you. I love you so much. I'll be nailed to a cross for you. Some of you guys tonight, you need to just take that life and lay it down. At the dude who's willing to give his life for you, just lay it at his feet and trust him. The things that Jesus can do with you are unimaginable. True power comes when you take yourself and you go, Jesus, I can't do this. I'm going to put on the screen, I got five steps that I want you to try in your life. You're like, next time you face this big giant in your life and you're trying to do it on your own and you're thinking those thoughts that tell you like, no, I can't do this, it's too big and you're doing the loser thinking, you know, like, I'm just going to lose, I'm just going to lose. Step one, I want you to ask the Lord to guard and direct your mind. Just stop. Just be like, Jesus, I can't do this. This thing looks huge. Will you just guard my mind right now? Direct my mind. Keep me from fear and from dismay. Second step, just recognize what's the source of that thinking? Like, what's making you feel that way? What's making you think that way? Right? And the third thing is replace it. When we're thinking like I'm going to lose, you know why? It's because I'm looking at myself and I see how small and fragile my life is compared to this huge thing coming. I'm like, no, this thing's going to crush me. And so what you do is you say, I'm going to stop the thoughts about me and start the thoughts about Jesus. Stop focusing on me and my inabilities and remember whose nails the hands went in, who says, I love you and I'm here for you. And then rest in the truth that he's already accepted you exactly how you are. You're thinking like, I'm not much. <laughs> he's like, you're everything. You were enough for me to die for you. I love you. Rest in the fact that he's already accepted you exactly how you are tonight. And lastly, wake up tomorrow and do the exact same thing. Go through those same four steps. Every single time you come up to the storm in your life that looks too big and you're like, I don't know. Stop and say, Jesus, keep my eyes on you today. Help me trust. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a second? In just a second, the band's going to lead us in some worship. And as they do, would you just ask yourself that question tonight? Like, am I trusting my life fully in the hands of Jesus, or am I trying to pull it back out of his hands? Am I trying to run this thing on my own, or am I letting Jesus be in control of my life? And be honest with yourself. Don't waste your own time tonight. Like, if you're going to ask the question, answer that question honestly in your heart. Am I truly trusting Jesus with my life tonight? All of it, the whole thing. Or am I hanging on to it in my own hand?